What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Leader Swift Podcast. I am so excited for today's episode. I know I say that every single week, but I truly am excited every single week for a new episode to launch. It's like a new chapter of a book. It's so much fun. But I am here with my friend, Dave Miller. Dave Miller is an incredible leader. He coaches organizations and churches all of the time about leadership and is working on a book. I'm going to let him talk about himself. We're going to jump right into our conversation with Dave Miller in just a second. But first off, I want you guys to jump on your phones. If you're driving, um, I'm going to just ask illegally if you just jump on your phone and you follow us at LeaderSwift on Instagram and on Facebook. That's where you can hear about all the really cool content we're going to be releasing, um, new episodes. It's so much fun. And I'm going to ask that if you like this episode, if you don't like it, just ignore this message. But if you like this episode, I want you to share it with a leader in your life, a leader who might need this. And two, I want you to repost it and write a review for us. That that helps people who've never heard of Leader Swift before actually hear about it on Apple um, or Spotify or whatever you are listening to it on. But that helps us to reach a lot more people and help a lot more leaders learn. So we are stoked. We're going to jump right into this conversation with my friend Dave Miller. What's up, everybody? This is Matt Swifty Perry, your host. Excited to be back for another podcast episode. I'm here with my friend Dave Miller. Dave, what's up? What's up, man? It's good to be with you, dude. Good to good to hang out virtually, um, <laughs> but but Dave, tell us a little bit about who you are. Tell us a little bit about your leadership journey. Yeah, man. Um, well, currently I am the vice president of coaching for Slingshot Group. Um, Slingshot Group, we do staffing and coaching for churches and nonprofits. And uh, I'll, I'll be honest, man. As far as leadership journey, this is I didn't know a job like this existed, you know, when I was starting in my leadership, I was a, a youth pastor and that was, that was the goal. The goal was, you know, somebody gave a rip about me when I was in high school and I wanted to do that for other people and show them more about what it meant to be a Christ follower at that age. And, uh, along the way, just had some really cool opportunities and found myself in this, you know, really amazing crew at Slingshot Group. It's been amazing. Yeah, you guys have such a phenomenal crew. I've gotten to talk to probably like 10 people who've worked at Slingshot. Just the amount of coaching, just really helping pastors who are in this kind of weird transitional area find job, find better opportunity, working with churches from the other side and finding like a really good match. That takes a lot of good like vision. No, no, I appreciate it. I I honestly, I pinch myself when I get to um, look at who I'm around the table with, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. I, I really quickly, my wife, when I, when I first was invited on, um, I was, I was full-time staff at a church at the same time. And my wife said, Hey, uh, would you do this slingshot thing for, for free? And I remember like looking around at who was a part of the organization and saying, man, most people pay to be in a room with this crew and I, and I get to come in and be a part of it. Um, yeah, I would probably do it for free. And so it's, I learned so much from the people that I work with. It's amazing. That is so cool. Um, Dave, you've been in leadership and 
through church leadership, a little bit through business and entrepreneurial side. Um, yeah. If, if yeah. you were in a room full of leaders right now and, and they said, give us a piece of advice to help us lead better today than we did yesterday, what would you tell them? Yeah, man, this is the thing that I wish I would have learned earlier and that I see more and more every day. It's this, it's a, people do not want to be managed. People want to be led and developed. And I feel like too many leaders right now are in this cycle of managing their staff, managing their volunteers um, in order to be productive. And, and don't get me wrong, you, you, you have to hold someone accountable. You have to do these different things for the task at hand. But no one, I mean, if you were to look at yourself, Matt, you, know, you don't want to be managed. You don't want someone that's just you're doing a four by four and you know, telling you what you're supposed to do next week and making sure that you meet your goals. You want a leader who's going to know you, a leader who's going to take interest in you, who's going to lead you well, and who's going to develop you to be the best version of yourself. And far too few leaders are doing that these days. Yeah. What are some of those characteristics? Say somebody's in a leadership role and they're listening to this and they're like, wow, I feel like I'm, I'm the manager right now. How can they yeah. take steps to become the leader and not the manager of their team? Yeah. I mean, you know, the first thing is there has to be this like incurable curiosity for your staff. If you see people as a means to an end, you will treat people as a means to an end. And so when you have somebody who's doing a role with you again, volunteer staff, if the only thing that you're doing is you need them to stack chairs, you need them to lead this ministry, if that's all that it is, you won't be able to actually see who they are as a person. So, you know, at, at Slingshot, you know, I got the chance to help develop our coaching strategy. And we, co we developed this strategy called improv leadership. And it really revolves around five core competencies. And, and these competencies came out of um, coaching practices. Because when you're coaching someone, um, you have to lead through influence and through curiosity. And so um, if you're really going to draw the best out of people, that, that's an incredibly important piece of this. And so, um, you know, when I look at what I think of the key characteristics beyond curiosity, I think of this idea of story mining. So that's, that's asking the right questions at the right time. Being so curious yeah. about someone's story. We, we, we use this line, um, thoughtfully uncovering a person's story and allowing it to shape the way you lead them. I think a lot of leaders are pretty good at asking good questions, but, but what if you allowed the answers to shape the way you led someone that it would change everything. Um, the second is precision praising. So we say it's carefully crafting praise to inspire and course correct your team. You know, science is, is clear on this, Matt, like people, people will do what they are praised for. Wow. And correcting people over and over and over again is not going to be the way that you get the best results from them. There's this endorphin rush that happens when you, when you help someone realize they did a good job. And so we, we talk about being precise, like a leader, you're not making it up as you go, but as a leader, how do you um, intentionally lead somebody through praise? So we talk a lot about that. Uh, we talk about metaphor cementing. Um, so our line is using concrete illustrations or metaphors to strengthen teachable points of view. Uh, people will use metaphors all the time, authors and, and writers and speakers. They, I mean, so good at using metaphor, but as leaders, 
I think we, we need to step up our game. When you're walking into that meeting and you have a new hill that you want to inspire your team to climb, what if you had this anchoring metaphor that cemented the idea in their minds as to what they were supposed to do next? Wow. Uh, the fourth one is uh, lobbying forward. We call it creatively challenging your team to look beyond the day-to-day grind of their jobs and into the future. You know, we, we look at this one. This is like divine inspiration. As, as a leader, it is our job to inspire our teams. So a, a, a quick example through the, through the lens of a quote. Um, there's a quote that says, a man's mind, once stretched by a new idea, never regains its original dimensions. And I think of like a rubber band that once it's been stretched and stretched and stretched, it loses the ability to go back to normal. Um, that's kind of our job as leaders to inspire our teams to not be satisfied with the day to day, to not be satisfied with what is and help them to dream for what could be. And then that, the that last is such one, a, that's Matt, such a is, good point. I want to talk on that point real quick. I would um, love to. On the stretching and we don't want them to go back to kind of that way. But how do we do yeah. that carefully, graciously, where we don't burn somebody right. out or break the rubber band? Yeah, well, again, it, it, you have to know them first. It's the question I always ask leaders when it comes to using lobbying forward as a tool is, is really around this. Are you using them, again, for your end or for their end? Um, there's a phrase that's out there that says that, um, good managers will think, I want more for you than I want from you. And so when you're inspiring someone, it, is it just to get what you need out of them to bleed them dry? Or is it because you you know their story, you know what makes them tick, you know what would be inspiring to them, and you are utilizing that to move them forward? And maybe that will be moving them forward in your organization and maybe that'll mean moving them out of your organization. You've inspired them in such a way that you're going to set them loose. Well, good leader development cultures are not afraid of that. We're not holding our people hostage because we're afraid that we're going to lose them. If we inspire them too much, we know that we want to set an example and we want to create an environment that they couldn't imagine leaving. And so to me, inspiration has this ability to make somebody want to stay, but dream in brand new ways. And so again, yeah, you, this is not one you would use uh, willy nilly, right? This is one that you would use um, intentionally for the sake of the person that you're coaching, that you're leading, that you're inspiring. That's so good. Yeah. I'm writing some of these down right now as I go into a staff <laughs> meeting because I'm like, oh, no, now I need to change my staff meeting notes because this is so oh, that's good. Funny. Well, man, I, I guess as you take that note, just just to round out like the last competency that we use in kind of our our stuff here at Slingshot Group is we talk about what we call going north. Um, going north is is this whole idea of using indirect influence to redirect a person's thinking or perspective. And, and here's what I mean when, when we say that um, we've all had to have a hard conversation with someone and, and what happens, right? The, the moment you have to have that difficult conversation, there's a wall between you and the person you're leading because that's human nature. Human nature is to protect ourselves, to protect our emotions, to make sure that we feel safe. Well, how do you get around the wall? Right? How do you kind of get through those defensive measures that they've put up and draw a person into something that is better for them? 
And so we've, we've identified five uh, key fundamentals of going north that will help the person to, to, to do that. And I'll just give you one just for the sake of your listeners and, and apparently Matt for your meeting that you're about to walk into um, <laughs> is, is, is one is just, it just, just change the setting. You know, like if every time you deliver bad news, you deliver it um, in your office or, or at a certain coffee shop, or if every time you're, you're leading your yeah. team, you're in the same green room um, and everyone sits in the same seats because humans are, we're, we're creatures of habit. If you want to change it up and, and, and be able to uh, draw the best out of them and get around any of those defenses, uh, you need to change the setting. Yeah, um, I'm, so I'm encouraging people now, have more meetings in coffee shops at, over meals um, than you ever do in a boardroom. Because again, mm. people walk in too professional into that setting. And what you actually need from them is for them to walk in open and ready for what's about to happen. Yeah, that is that is really, really good advice. Unless you want them to hate a certain place, right? Then you just always find well, yeah. people at that place and then everybody will well, hate. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Well I, I had a I had a church that I was coaching and they had to do a lot of a couple layoffs recently and and every time the executive pastor walked through a certain door, everyone tightened up because that's he only takes that path when he has to find somebody to let them go. Wow. That was at least their perception. And so as I'm talking to this staff and as I'm talking to this executive, uh, you know, I'm like, hey, right now, when you walk out of your office, everyone is armed and ready for battle because they're afraid of you and they feel ready to defend themselves. And so you have to find ways for you to walk out of that office and maybe go through a different, different places or walk through that same path again but then just tell them what a good job they're doing. Yeah, you know, change the tactic so that they're not um, preconditioned to to be defensive. So yeah, so those five things, man, in my leadership have have revolutionized the way that I see my role. Uh, I, I moved from being a manager to being a developer of people, um, and to me, that's that's the end goal of all of this. Is that I want to have. You know, some leaders have a wake of dead bodies behind them as they lead. I want to have a wake of success stories behind me as I lead, whether they are all a part of my organization or whether they are a part of other organizations that are thriving. I know that I had a, something to do with that, that success to me. That is so, so good. And I'm sure tons of leaders just pulled over on their commute to work and wrote that down because that was just gold right there. Thank you so much, Dave. Dave, where can they find you on social media? Where can they connect and hear more about this? Yeah, totally. Well, so basically everywhere, I'm I'm David Miller um, on Twitter and Instagram, David A. Miller on Facebook. Um, Slingshot Group is where I do most of uh, kind of making sure that people are, are, are being developed into slingshotgroup.org is the number one place online. And then Matt, I don't know how much I've talked to you about this, but uh, you know, Stan Endicott and myself uh, are actually releasing a book. So Zondervan is putting it out. It comes out on uh, the 9th of June. And uh, so improv leadership, what we just talked about, we boiled it down, we put stories to it and, and are you know, putting out kind of a trade book to help others be able to do this. That's one everyone's going to want to pick up because this is going to change the way people lead, um, whether that's at a business level or a church level or even yeah. lead their family and lead and lead just Absolutely. people every day. That's so good, Dave. Thank you so, so much. 
No, I appreciate being on. This is great. All right, we'll see you guys next week.